What is up, you beautiful human? Hello and welcome back to the Raw, Real and Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Beck Antonucci. I am finally back on Perth soil and it is good to be here. I recorded this episode from my hotel room in New York City with the view of the Empire State Building. So this was really special and this episode is really special. It really was so thoroughly enjoyable for me to record. I interviewed the incredible Alex Kemp and Bryn Daler, and they are bringing the most incredible experience, facilitation, growth, program, work out into the world. It's called the Dream Accelerator and it supports humans to bring forth their calling, bring forth their desires, bring forth their heart's dream. And they take you through a process that allows you to actually take it from idea into fruition or from fear into fruition, from desire into actualization. It's so incredible. And what I love about this story is I can really feel so reminiscent of the journey that young Rebecca went on and took herself through. As I was listening to them speak, I felt like I was just in such deep honor of myself and all young past prior versions of Rebecca, who was really courageous and brave. And if you're listening to this right now, this is for you if you're feeling like you have a higher calling than what life is actually currently presenting to you. And you may be feeling stuck or frustrated. You may be confused and or impatient, but you know that there's more for you. You know that there's a craving, a yearning, a desire within you. And you really want to know how the fuck do I actually do this thing? Whatever your thing is, this isn't just for entrepreneurs. This isn't just for coaches. This is for you, regardless of what your dream is. Your dream is unique to you and no one can tell you what your dream is. And that's what I love most about this conversation. It's not just for business owners. It's not just for entrepreneurs. This is for every single person who has a dream and we all have dreams. So if you dive deep into this episode, I'd be interested to hear what you receive and how this may be the very permission slip that you need to have that dream even be vocalized if only to yourself. My loves, if you love this episode, please screenshot it share it to your story, tag myself, tag Alex, tag Bryn, because I know that they will love to connect with you and share it as well. Strap yourself in fam. This is one hell of an episode. Let's fucking go. Oh, this is so fun. I am sitting here with two beautiful, incredible, inspiring women who I really had the pleasure of being with in person last week in Austin, Texas. Alex Kemp is one of my very good girlfriends who I actually got to squeeze and become roommates with for 10 days. And in the process of that, I got to experience Bryn Dela in the flesh as well. Alex Kemp and Bryn Dela, welcome to Raw, Real and Vulnerable. Oh, thanks. The name is perfect. I'm excited to go there today. Oh my God, me too. Just like skip the surface level and let's just dive straight in deep. I'm so excited for today, especially because I know the work that the two of you are putting out and gifting to the world and being able to hear so much about it behind the scenes, spending so much time with you, Alex. I'm really excited to dive there with you all. But before we even go into all things discovering your purpose, I'd love for you to both introduce yourselves individually to the listeners so they know who we are talking to. (laughs) Yay. I'm Alex. And I created this thing called the Dream Accelerator, and it is about helping you find your purpose and clarify your gifts and then bring them out into the world. And so I just became obsessed with this concept that we all have so many gifts and so many things to bring forth within us. And I wanted to help people clarify that because I saw that as the number one thing that caused people pain. And it was the number one thing that caused me pain for years and years and years 
It was this knowing that I had so much that I wanted to give the world and so much aliveness that I wanted to share, but I didn't know how. And so now I help people figure out what that is and how to do it. And I love it more than anything else in the world. Mm. Besides that. So amazing. <laughs> yes, besides me. Of course. <laughs> isn't it? If you can just constantly <laughs> feel some little bit compliments throughout <laughs> this podcast, I'll so receive. I know you very well. So I'm going to throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. And Bryn? Yeah. So my name is Bryn. I'm in the process of discovering my next iteration, but the closest and truest version of me now is a work in intimacy but not in the way that most people probably think. I did intimacy work with couples and women for a long time where I helped them get more connected intimately to their bodies. And now what I'm doing is I'm working in intimacy between a business and their client. So I'm helping to bridge the gap between the business owner and the client and how they feel more connected to one another and how they can see each other more truly and more vulnerably and more raw in a way that actually helps the right people get attracted to the right product. And it's what I've been helping Alex with in this incredible creation of the Dream Accelerator. And it feels like so far the truest version of me yet. And it has been so humbling to be back in the tumble dryer of life, (laughs) figuring out who I am and what version of me is going to come out next. It's like a surprise every time I open the dryer, (laughs) but here I am. (laughs) I love that. Do you feel at one stage you were out of the dryer and you were like, this is it. I have found it. I've nailed it. And then all of a sudden, God just threw you right back in there and you're like, (laughs) I'm in this thing again. How did I get here? I think I've lived most of my life in and out of the dryer, like coming in and out. And what's interesting is Alex and I have actually made something that feels so intangible about that tumble dryer process tangible. We mapped out what this actual cycle looks like, which beautifully brought me so much relief because it made me realize that this is a phase I will go through until the day that I die. I will have a point of confusion, but also feeling a call for something more. And we can talk through all of those stages here. I think it would be so important to name it, but Once I was able to see that this isn't just some made up thing that only I go through, there was relief and permission to constantly reinvent myself instead of trying to make myself a noun that just stays. It was more of this process of being comfortable being a verb and knowing that some people are just meant to iterate over and over and over again. And in fact, that makes me more human. And there's many other humans out there like me that go through this process on a constant basis. I love that so much. I mean, I can resonate so deeply because I went through such a long journey to get to my coaching business. And there were so many times through everything that I was doing and sharing online throughout my 20s when I was seeing really no purpose for it. Now I can see it all because it planted so many seeds of people knowing, liking, trusting me. Like I was speaking my truth, but I had no idea why. And I can remember scrolling, just so many hours scrolling. It's called Seek in Australia. It's a job website. And just going through every single job thinking, not one of these things listed is for me. And I know that I'm worthy and worth so much more. There is something big here for me, but I don't know what it is. I don't know what job is for me. I can't find one. And so is that kind of where your person is when they're coming to you? What are they currently experiencing? What are they going through? Why would they be like, oh my God, the dream accelerator, Alex and Bryn, I need them. What's their current life experience? Mm. So first thing I want to touch on is that I have clients who've worked with me who made one dream come to life who are now coming back for the dream accelerator because they have another iteration. And so I love that we started out this conversation with that because basically 
Bryn and I mapped out four stages of finding your purpose. And these you can cycle between over and over. But I think it'd be helpful to clarify what that is. So the first stage of finding your purpose is confusion. And none of these stages are wrong. None of these stages are bad to be in. They're all a part of getting from one to four. So the first stage is confusion. And again, it's that phase where you're like, I feel this pull for more. I don't know how to articulate it. I don't really even know what it is. I'm trying to think of all these ideas with my mind. I'm trying to scroll on the job websites and search for the thing. But overall, I just feel confused. And maybe I even feel a little frustrated because there's part of me that knows that there's something, but I don't know what it is. So... After confusion comes this crystallization phase, where the crystallization phase is this feeling like more pieces of the puzzle are starting to present themselves. In fact, you may actually know what it is in this stage, but feel like, is that actually it? But there's a deep-rooted knowing of, oh, I think I'm getting a lot closer. So the pieces are landing, but the main difference between crystallization and the next phase is you're not actually taking action yet. You're more in that data collecting process. So this could look like you are having lots of conversations with girlfriends going to get coffee and you're asking them to mirror back the gifts that they see in you. Or is there something that you think I could be stepping into because you're looking for that validation and affirmation that you're on the right track. And this is the stage that also requires patience because the the full picture hasn't revealed itself yet. As I'm thinking about my unique process, I'm like, yes, confusion. I was like scrolling, seek. I'm frustrated. I know that there's more for me. Every J-O-B. And I don't really want to wrong the job because I know lots of women in incredible jobs that are so fulfilling for their soul. Mm -hmm. But for me, there was no fulfillment when I was reading these things. And I just felt frustrated. I could feel the frustration and the pressures from my parents, get a good job, be safe, be secure. And just feeling that like, I know there's more and I just have no idea where and what it is. Mm -hmm. And then the crystallization phase, I naturally got into personal development for my own self-love and acceptance. It was never to teach or deliver the work to others. I always had a desire to be an entrepreneur, but didn't know what the product was. So I'm curious if you feel like the crystallization phase is that when you're starting to get into something you really like and you're like feeling a little bit of aliveness and passion around this thing that's very different to maybe the stereotypical way of living and being. Am I on the right track here? Nailing it. A plus, A plus back. Lots of back compliments on this podcast. Stage three is the courageous phase where you're like, okay, so in that context, you're doing personal development for yourself. And then I know your story. So it's like COVID hits and you're like, wow, I actually think that this is a thing that I might want to do or go for. And then you have the courage to do it. And you took a big action. You joined Kaboom. To me, that's the phase where a lot of people think like, that's where I want to be. I am taking action. I have claimed the thing that I desire, even if I'm not fully certain yet. I started going for it. But there's something really interesting that happens in this phase where everyone thinks that this is what they want, yet underneath, they're like, this is part of the thing, but it's not fully the thing. And I'd say it feels like you're 80% of the way there, but it hasn't just like dropped into your body. And I already know Beck, you'll resonate with stage four based off of you know what you're currently working on. But before I get into that, stage three is like, I know I'm in the right lane. I know I'm doing a lot of the things that feel good. And in your mind, you think, oh, I should be feeling better about what I'm doing. Like I thought I was making the move and I thought I took the leap and all the things, but there's a sense of incompleteness there where there's like a little more tweaks that you need in order to let it fully click. 
Mm. And before we even go into number four, there was something really powerful that you said there, which was about claiming what she's calling or what he is calling. Yes. And I have recognized with a lot of female clients, we have a resistance to really claiming Mm. and saying what it is that we really want, what we're really worthy of, the really big thing. So what is the Alex and Bryn method to claiming in that moment in step three, what it is that you're really calling forward? I can speak to this because I just went through it. And I would say that first, it's an internal claiming. You have to admit it to yourself first. There has to be that acknowledgement of, ah, okay, this is what I'm ready for. And that dialogue can take days, weeks, months, years. There is no specific timeline for how this will unfold for every person. For me, it was whispers for a couple of months, followed by, oh, this is really starting to land that I'm ready for my next level of more. And I was working in a job that I actually really loved. And I think that's an important part to understand of this process is it can be really good. In fact, it could be your zone of excellence where you're performing. For me, I was making good money. I was being recognized for my talents uh, on the surface. Everything looked really great. And yet I started to tell myself and feel this isn't quite it. So at first it's an internal claiming of I want something different. And then it starts with letting people know. The people in your close, and this is not everyone, like we're not talking about you make the internal claim of a desire and then you go tell everyone on Instagram what you're doing, although that's okay. And if you're doing that, that's fine too. And my my recommendation would be start by telling the people that you trust, the people that can protect your dream while it's still in that infancy stage. And they'll be the mirrors to you when you want to bargain as to why taking the next leap isn't the right thing for you. And that's what Alex was for me. I started claiming and telling people. And so when I would start to get wobbly in what I claimed, even though I knew it was true, she could remind me, this is what you said. And it's not just about what you said. It's I know that this was what your heart wants. So it's an internal claiming followed by letting the people in your life know and really trusting your desires. Alex and I talk about this all of the time, that you can trust your desires in a world where we've been taught to not trust the wisdom of our body and to outsource and to look to other people for guidance There's a reason why this is calling you. We don't even know what that reason is. We can't predict that, but there's a reason. And when you look back at your life, like you said, Beck, there's always an unfolding that has to occur. And that leads perfectly into stage four because where I was, was I took that leap. I was courageous. I started my own business. And then six months in, the dust started to settle. And I was like, this isn't quite it. So what comes after that stage of courageousness is conviction. The person who has allowed themselves to iterate and allow themselves to say, you know what? The version that I just took the leap into, it was really good, but it's not quite right. And now I'm going to allow myself to listen again and become the next evolved version that when you wake up, you are so convicted in who you are, your purpose, what you're waking up every day to give and deliver to this world. It's how I see Alex. It's how I see you back. It's the people who have this zest and passion for life that is undeniable. You can't mistake it. You know who these people are in your world because you look at them and you go, oh, I have no doubt you're exactly where you're supposed to be in delivering the work that you're supposed to in this world. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is taking away any shame around the cycles and knowing again that all of them bleed into each other. We started out this podcast, right? having a moment where you're saying, 
this is it. And then all of a sudden you start getting confused again, or all of a sudden you start feeling that pull again. And there's so many cycles within these cycles. And so no matter what phase you're in, it's all a part of the journey. There's no part of it that's wrong. There's no part of it that's a mistake. And sometimes when I feel really confused, because honestly, I think the number one thing that people struggle with is confusion when they come to work with me or when they're seeking for their purpose. And if you're confused, one of my favorite things is that confusion is actually a gift that's opening you up to more possibilities than you can currently see. That's what it's doing. It's making you be like, whoa, wait, I thought it was this way. Now I'm confused because it could not be that way. And so the best thing to shift out of confusion is to go into curiosity and wonder. So it's Mm -hmm. like, "Hmm, I wonder what's here for me. I wonder what I'm going to learn in this phase or in this season of life that's going to help me become more convicted. Because if I look back at my life and feel this full body conviction in what I'm doing with the Dream Accelerator now, there were so many moments of confusion, so many paths that I went down, so many experiences that I needed to have that were vital in me feeling the conviction that I now have. Mm-hmm. And there's something that actually are. <laughs> Alex and I both see the same energy worker. And there was one day we were laying on the table side by side and she said something to Alex that also piqued my own curiosity. And she said, instead of being confused or frustrated by the unknown, allow yourself to be seduced by life. Mm. And I thought that was so potent because I work in intimacy. I love anything with sex and pleasure. And this idea of it being a seductive process, that there's something out there, a force way greater than I know, that is actually seducing me. It is Mm. pulling me forward to something so juicy that I don't even understand yet. And there's something about this, the mystery of seduction that already feels like a total reframe that I can get behind that feels so much more enticing than like, I'm fucking confused right (laughs) now. I love that so much. I'm going to butcher this entirely, but one of my girlfriends, and she's incredible at intimacy work, and we were talking about my path over the next 12 months, and she said, Beck, what if you imagined that God had you handcuffed to your bed (laughs) and you didn't know what was coming, but you just knew it was going to be so fucking amazing? (laughs) And she's like, right now you've told him to rip off the handcuffs and you're telling God exactly what to do. (laughs) that way that you think it should be but imagine if you had full trust and full surrender that he had you tied to that bed and you didn't know it was coming but it was just gonna rock your world yes that's so funny because like angela said i'm imagining god being my dom in life right now it actually really works for me because i even had a vision once of god spanking me saying trust the timing and i was like all right Is your prayer God stops being God and becomes Sky Daddy? Oh my God, so good. I know at the very beginning, Alex, you presence, we all have so many gifts. So what would you say to someone who was like, I'm resonating with this. I'm desiring to discover my purpose. I've done the scrolling, the job search, and there's nothing for me. I know that I get to bring something forward and through, but I don't really know what it is. And you're saying that we all have so many unique gifts. I don't even know what those are. Mm -hmm. What would be your guidance for that person? I don't believe that you don't know. I don't believe that story. The first thing is that there are going to be different dreams in different seasons of your life. So the best thing is to look at where you're at in this current season of life. But at first, when my coaching clients would come to me, they'd be like, I don't know. And we'd be on a discovery call. And 
after 10 minutes, they would start confessing that they do know. And then, well, there's this thing. And I was like, okay, why is this happening with every single person who says that they don't know, self-included? Oh, because I have beliefs around whether or not I'm actually worthy of that thing. So the real question then becomes, if you really believe that you're worthy of having whatever you desired, what would you actually want? But the other side of this is that it's really hard to see when you're in it because you're so in it. And the analogy I've been loving using here is imagine there is a basketball player and then the basketball player has a coach on the sidelines, right? The basketball player is so in the game, but the coach can see things that the basketball player might not be able to see. Like they're looking at the game from a different angle. And the reason why I love this analogy is because you are the one in the game. You're so in it. You know it better than anyone else. It's actually most normal to you than anyone else. And then the coach or a friend or someone in your life is on the sidelines looking at you from a different angle and they can see things that you can't see. And there's so many reasons that that's beneficial and advantageous to have in your life, but especially in the conversation of finding your purpose. Again, you're trying to figure out the thing that's unique to you, but you're you. So how are you supposed to know? Because it feels so normal. And so the first thing that I would invite people to do is actually have some conversations with people in your life and ask them what they see in you. Ask them what they think your gifts are. Ask them, what do you notice that I talk about a lot? What do I get excited about? So that's one thing is actually getting reflections. And the second thing is notice what you daydream about. This is very Mm. subtle, but maybe you're listening to that song that just puts you in a good place and you notice that your mind starts to wander and maybe it wanders to the same place way more frequently. That's how I started learning about the Dream Accelerator, actually, is like I still have a vision of me being on stage that's like a guiding force for everything that I do. And so those are two things where you could start to be like, hmm, is it that I don't know or is it that I'm afraid to see it? Because if I see it also, then there's going to be a whole other set of challenges that I'm going to have to face, which is once I claim that I do know then it's actually truly vulnerable because what if I start telling people, then you have all the beliefs of whether you can do it, then you start asking how you can do it. And this is where people get really overwhelmed. And again, this is the exact problem we're here to solve in the Dream Accelerator because like that's where people turn around is, okay, maybe I do Mm -hmm. know. And now that I know, it feels like climbing a giant mountain and I don't necessarily know how to get there. It's so funny that you say that because I'm thinking now about your crystallization phase. And I was a personal trainer in my young 20s. And every client would say to me, you just make my day amazing. I leave feeling like I can do anything in my life. And all the results they're getting, they're getting physical health benefits, obviously. But I was seeing so many results play out in their actual lives after having had a session with me. And I started to think, I don't really feel like these people are coming to me for the dumbbells and the lunges, (laughs) even though that's what I'm selling them. They're coming to me for so much more than that. And that's kind of what planted the seed of, I'm here for something else. Mm -hmm. And this is the feedback that people, like you said, go into your world and ask people. For me, it was just natural. I'm coaching people and they feel good and they can do the lunges and they feel empowered and they go out and do some great thing in their world. That's just what personal training is. And that was so natural to me that I didn't really believe it was a unique gift. Mm -hmm. And then through the constant feedback, that's what planted the seed of thinking, well, maybe there is more. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I, I think that it's cool that there's so many different ways to get to the same result. It's like, oh, you can have people reflect this to you. Oh, you can start looking at what you're daydreaming at. 
And there's another angle that we talked about in our masterclass last night that I love because I love going into the abyss, the deep depths of things is looking at death as a teacher. Mm -hmm. And we were asking people to imagine their funeral and imagine there's a couple different ways you can look at this. But one is how did you want people to acknowledge you at the end of your life and seeing that as a lens to the things that you deeply value Because if you start looking at where you're currently at and measuring that up against of how do you want people to say that you fully lived, then you can start to see, am I out of alignment here? Possibly. And that even just acknowledging that you're out of alignment can get you that much closer to where you want to be. And another way you can look at it is if you were to pass tomorrow, which nobody wants to allow themselves to go there and to think that, but if it were true, because none of us have certainty over this life Mm -hmm. and what's going to unfold. And Alex and I constantly get brought to tears over this concept of knowing that we lived fully, knowing that we gave everything that we had, we took every risk we wanted to take, that we really let ourselves live all out. And if you were to imagine that you would pass tomorrow, what's the thing on your heart that you would be so upset that you didn't bring to this world? And usually that can bring something forward for people. I know for me, I've said this a couple of times this week, it's motherhood. There's this deep, deep, deep desire to be a mother. And when I allow myself to think about a dream, because dreams can be so many different things. And I think that's the really special part of the work that we're doing in the accelerator is that it doesn't have to be a dream that looks like anything we believe you should do or society believes you should do or your parents think you should do. It's your dream. It's special to you. It could be becoming a mother. It could be finishing your book. It could be starting a wellness business. There's so many iterations of dreams. And I think that's so special about how we get to help people is it gets to be all of it. And how cool to think about a space where everybody gets to bring their dreams to life. When I was listening to, I'm so glad that you said that because my next question was going to be to confirm for anyone listening, this isn't just for the entrepreneur or the life coach that wants a successful life coaching business. As I was listening to Alex share about the dream accelerator and my time with you, I just felt it was so beautiful because the dream is whatever is unique to that person's heart and soul. It's not a business program to grow your coaching business from zero to whatever. It's not a business program to sell your product and or service. It's your unique dream and bringing that through whatever it is, travel, music, arts, motherhood, aliveness. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found most inspiring about the Dream Accelerator. Mm -hmm. I love that you Mm -hmm. said that too, because another aspect of this is that what we want to do is to teach people how to bring any dream to life at any point. So like once you go through this, you have this recipe and you have all these tools to coach yourself and to hold yourself through these different transitions that you go through in your life. And so the way I like to view it sometimes is as an experiment of like, ooh, I'm an experiment. And even I'm choosing something to bring to life through the Dream Accelerator as I coach it. So it's not only the Dream Accelerator. I'm also going to commit to writing this fiction book that I started two years ago because that's always something that I wanted to do. And so, you know, all of those things are things that you can bring to life. And I've always been someone where I'm like, I don't want to have to choose. I want to do so many things. And my permission slip for anyone listening to this is that you don't have to. You can go through so many different seasons of life. Like, Whenever I listen to any podcast or any story of any person I admire, they maybe found their thing eventually and then committed to that, but they went through so many iterations of themselves. And I think that that's one of the most beautiful abilities that we have as human beings is to 
like experience the full spectrum of who we could be on this planet. So to me, I love experimenting with different parts of myself in certain seasons. Like at some point I'll experiment, be like, this is what it feels like for Alex to be a mother. This is what it feels like for Alex to be a writer. This is what it feels like for Alex to hold space in the dream accelerator. And I don't have to isolate those parts of myself or think that I have to wait for some sort of arrival. I get to taste all the different flavors of what it means to be me. And I want to help other people do that too. And I I think the one thing to note is that if you stay in the trap of the should, finding your purpose is going to be a lot harder. Mm. Stay in that trap of, but I really should, I'm so good at this thing. I should be, fill in the blank. You're never going to get to find those experimental versions of yourself. And so the first thing that you really get to notice is where are you shooting? Where are you making yourself small, sticking yourself in a box? Because the first step has got to be taking yourself out of that. Even if it's just in your mind, allowing a different possibility to occur so that you can be this constant iteration and experiment with yourself. And on the topic of experiments, because we've been talking about this a lot as we build the Dream Accelerator is... Also recognizing that everybody has different tolerance for risk. And we happen to be, so Alex and I are both, you know, women that don't have children. We have partners, but we're not living with them at the moment. So we get to take a lot more risks than maybe the average person who has a family mm-hmm. and a bit more invested. And so we thought it was really cool to acknowledge that there's also steps you can take before taking a big, bold, courageous leap into the unknown that maybe somebody with more risk tolerance can do, that you can actually microdose your purpose. <laughs> you can experiment with, okay, maybe I want to be a Pilates teacher and open up a studio, but okay, opening up a brick and mortar is a big risk. And spending thousands and thousands of dollars on the trainings and investing years into hours of your time, there is a risk. There's a sunk cost there. So is there a way for you to experiment before taking that massive leap and quitting your job and doing all of these things? Because also, just because I did it one way doesn't mean that you have to do it that way. In fact, I don't want anyone to follow my path. I want you to follow your unique path. So asking yourself too, how could I experiment every week on Sundays, start a free Pilates class for people in the park so that they can come and experiment and try Pilates and just see how that lands so that you can start collecting evidence and collecting data and getting an idea of, does this even work for me? And that's a perfectly okay path too, that you don't have to go zero to 100. Almost like an edging process yes. for your dream. Yes. Depending on what you're capable of, available to, how willing you are to stretch yourself and put yourself on your growth edge without putting yourself into complete overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Because the majority of people in complete overwhelm are going to collapse. Mm-hmm. Some of us can rip the band-aid and go from zero to a hundred, but not all of us. Mm-hmm. And I find even for me now, I always remind myself when I'm working towards anything, there's that part of my ego that wants quick results overnight. It reminds me of when I was in my 20s and my disordered eating process. Always wanted a six pack in six weeks. So I'd go on the excessive diet and I'd do all the things and I'd end up so many steps behind. And always kind of felt like I was on this hamster wheel. And so for me now, I tell myself consistency, one small step forward is actually so much more beneficial in the long run then bet going really fast and hard for a short amount of time. And I actually can get into my body and hold what it is that I say that I'm calling forward rather than get quick results and then basically fuck it all up. Mm-hmm. 
person. I think you said something so powerful about it's actually being able to hold the tension. Mm-hmm. If you jump right into the unknown, which again, for some people, they need to do that. I needed to do that. And sometimes that's my body's way of saying, I can't be with the uncertainty. I can't be with the tension of the seduction. So I have to just take the leap right now because I can't possibly wait another second for that unknown to be in my existence. So I have to take the leap. And I've done that with relationships where instead of wanting to be in the dating courting process, we're like, we just choose each other. And we went right into dating right away. And it was actually my body's way of saying, I don't want to be with the discomfort of the, uh, I don't know and trying each other on. So I love that you said it's actually like a maturation of holding tension and being comfortable with the waiting process. I love that you presenced risk as well. I remember that three or four years ago, my mentor, Preston Smiles, who that's how Alex and I met, we were talking about things that I wanted to try. And Preston looked at me and he said, Beck, you're like 30. You have no commitments, no partner at the time, no children, fucking throw every like you cannot fail give these things an absolute shot because I wasn't committed to anything except for myself and no matter what I was always going to land I was never going to not be fed I was never going to go hungry I was never not going to have a bed to sleep in or a roof over my head so the opportunity of gain was so much greater than the fear of anything that I could ever risk Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel that so deeply and that's what we were saying because I have one of my clients who has kids and he has you know, a high overhead cost that he has to make. So for him to just quit his job and go and do something else is not realistic because he has a family to care for. And so again, the methodology we used for him was to microdose these little commitments that he could make and to start exploring and to start seeing. And again, like beautiful things are opening up for him too in these amazing ways. And his dream is starting to come to fruition because he's having conversations about it and he's actually taking action on it. And so I think that a lot of people think the way to get it done, and because I know for me back, like I'm similar where I have done so many things. I know Brent's done this too, where I just went full in. And that was the thing that created the life for myself that I wanted. And I'm in a place right now where I'm like, okay, I definitely have more responsibilities than probably ever before. And I could still take a lot of risks. I don't have the same risk tolerance that I used to. And so now I'm seeing that there are other ways that are also maybe even more nervous system friendly for people to go and create the life that they want. Because again, I think the biggest thing is having patience. And I actually think that this is true abundance mindset is yes, someday we're going to die. So how do we want to live? And also we have time. So you can spend multiple days, months, years pursuing your purpose or pursuing this dream. And it doesn't have to just happen overnight. And I really believe that the more patient that we can be, ironically, the faster it happens. Um, But there's a personal level of discernment you have to have as well to, okay, am I being patient or am I being avoidant? Because that's also something that we have to be aware of. But it can still happen, Mm. you know, in a graceful way. I love it. I just love this conversation so much. And before we wrap up, I just really want to presence. We're talking about dreams. We're talking about discovering our purpose. We're talking about achieving these beautiful things that are on our heart. But we're also talking about, we're talking about confusion, frustration. (laughs) Patience is probably one of my most hated words. (laughs) It's not like selling a dream and seeing all the dream. You're really being so truthful about everything that's involved. And what I'm hearing underneath that is, and you've used the word multiple times, is the courage that it takes to walk this path. And I could imagine that feeling so fearful for so many people, especially when we're kind of sold the nine to five, 
you get your paycheck every second Friday, you pay your rent, you pay your bills, you have some money for your four-week holiday in Bali or Hawaii, and that feels safe. There doesn't get to be uncomfortability. It's just you know what's coming. The certainty is there. Why would you tell someone to go through all the discomfort? Like what would be the, if they're like, but Alex, but Bryn, the safety of the familiar, even though it's unfulfilling, frustration, patience, and confusion sounds really hard. What would you say to that person? I would say that you're already experiencing pain right now. And we talked about this recently, Bryn and I, about it's a matter of choosing your hard because it's so hard to stick in your comfort zone and then to watch years pass and then eventually to realize that you did not go for it. You did not use your precious energy. You were not optimizing your precious time being human. And I would argue that that hurts more than coming up against a belief of or a fear of what other people are going to think of you when you do it. Because it's going to be uncomfortable to either stay stagnant or to follow your dreams. So the choice is really yours. And I think what I, the reason why I love the death meditation is because, again, Brent and I have been talking about this. The fact that we even exist is crazy. The fact that we live on a planet that is the perfect distance from the sun for us not to burn alive, and it's spinning with other planets and a galaxy full of other galaxies. Anytime I think of that, I just think, how do I exist? How does Beck exist? How does Brit exist? How does this computer exist? What is happening? And Bryn said this really powerful line and she's like, if nothing makes sense, then you might as well just follow your fucking dreams. You might as well just go for it. And that's really how I feel at the end of the day is, yeah, sure, you might have this guarantee. But my question for you is when you tap into that part of you, your soul, your heart, whatever it might be, are you truly spending your time on earth how you want to? Simple as that. And if you're not, all I'm saying is that it's possible for you to experience something different if you want it. And we are literally here to hold your hand as you create it, because I know it could be scary. That was a powerful mic drop. And then it was so gentle. And lo- I was like, and I was like, hold on, it's so loving. It's like a mic gentle put down now. <laughs> Caress the mic. <laughs> put the mic to bed with a gentle tuck. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about this concept of the grass is always greener too, right? Because I've been sitting in this place of bravery and courage for as long as I can remember. Like I just came out of the womb this way. Like just liked to take leaps from the time I left my mother's womb. And I found myself idolizing a different way of life and like reminiscing on, well, maybe the safety and stability would feel really good right now. And like to have that part of my life And the truth is, is when I talk to people that are in that position and I actually let myself let the veil come down, that they've got their own challenges too. The the mama who's got the safety and stability of the home and is raising the babies is also sleep deprived and exhausted and probably feels a bit disconnected from her friends at times and maybe feels disconnected from her purpose. So the truth is, is every human has their own version of challenges and struggles. And we all just get to have more compassion for ourselves because maybe you're listening to this podcast and it feels so right and so resonant and you're like I want to follow my heart more and take big bold leaps and you may also be like that's not for me and that's just as okay mm-hmm. like I really just want to preface this that just because we've created this life for ourselves it's okay to not have that version mm-hmm. because maybe there is the version that really loves safety and stability and you feel so good in that like you've chosen to be a doctor 
and you want to be that doctor until the end of time and you don't see any iterations for yourself and you just love going to work every day and fulfilling that purpose with the same safety. Like I think of my grandfather who had like the same breakfast every day for like 80 years. That man loved certainty and stability. And so I just, I think I wanted to say that because I just have such compassion and empathy for the human experience and every version and flavor. And um, we're not necessarily right either. This is just the way that we've chosen to live our lives and let it be like a mating call for anybody else that wants to and for anybody else that's comfortable and happy with their lives. I really mean it. It is just as beautiful too. Mm, I feel like the two of you just went full powerhouse throughout the entire episode and then wrapped it in this like beautiful, loving, like bow around where I'm like, I can go hard or I can just be loved exactly as I am and it's all okay. And that's such a beautiful, I just really want to acknowledge the both of you for that. That's beautiful to witness. Mm. I feel that that is really a powerful place to end on that question. But I always ask my guests a final question mm. on the show. Are you both ready for it? I'm going to ask you individually. I'm ready. Let's do it. Starting with you, Miss Alex Kemp. What does it mean uniquely to you to be raw, real and vulnerable in your own life? Mm. That gave me the chills. To be raw, real, and vulnerable means to be present with whatever version I am in this moment and to be committed to being authentic to her. So that means whatever she wants to say now, whatever she's feeling now. And to me, when I'm the most raw and real and vulnerable is when I'm the most connected to myself again in the present moment and also the most connected to my body. And this is something that I want to experience more of is coming together with people from this space. Mm. Amazing. Mm. Bryn, Dela, what does it mean uniquely to you to be raw, real and vulnerable in your own life? Immediately this story, I just was having coffee with a girlfriend and I'll condense it to make it quick because I think it just encapsulates this so much. I was talking about the part of me that can be a real cold hearted bitch sometimes. So I get like really like ruthless, like in the way that I deliver things and I get very stern and a bit cold. And I said something that was keeping me from being my true self. And she said, what if a part of your true self, what if you just being really cold and direct sometimes is actually one of the parts of you that you get to just own? And it was in that moment that I went, huh. I think that's what real vulnerability and rawness is, Mm. is not shaming, blaming, making wrong any parts and just really owning every piece of you so much so that even the cold hearted bitch gets to be one that you get to own and love and see the gifts in her. And when I'm being vulnerable, it's like I'm taking my insides and I'm putting them on this tray and I'm handing them to someone and being like, this is, this is me. You could reject this tray. You could send it back. You could be like, I don't want this version. And it would sting and it would make me cry. And I'd probably feel some sadness around it, but that's, that's life. And that's how we get to live wholeheartedly. And that's how we leave nothing on the table. And it's also how we attract the people that love us the most in this world, because they see all of the goop and they go, yeah, I still choose you. And that's the best feeling in the world is to be loved fully. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Oh my goodness. You two are so inspiring. I have personally thoroughly enjoyed listening to the both of you share your magic, your genius, and your uniqueness with me and all of these beautiful listeners that have come along for the journey. Alex Kemp and Bryn, 
if anyone wants to connect with you, your Instagrams, where to find you, the Dream Accelerator, how do we get into your world? Mm-hmm. I think there's some links in the comments, but on Instagram, I am alex.unfolding and I'm at Bryn Taylor. <laughs> and then our website is thedreamaccelerator.co. Beautiful. Yeah. Everything will be in the show notes. And I have personally got to spend two weeks in presence with Alex and your life will just change being in her world. And if Bryn's her best friend, I can only imagine the kind of woman that you are to call in Alex Kemp for a best friend. I'm jealous. <laughs> That's my bedroom. <laughs> I will not like you if I come back in October and you're there. <laughs> she already got dibs. She's like, I'm your roommate in October. Bryn cannot replace me. <laughs> you got it, Beck. The bed will be waiting for you. Oh, I love you both so much. Thank you love for your you. time today. This was unbelievable. Oh, love Thank you, you so much. much. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're desiring more from me right now, Firstly, I love your eagerness. And secondly, let's make it happen. Check out the link in my show notes where you can receive more information on my books, breakthroughs, online webinars, all upcoming courses and programs, and how you can get started on your journey within my world today. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And trust me, you won't want to miss this episode.